What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Crazy Asian here. If you recall, Sherm's speaking series, we, the theme for today is leadership. And tomorrow's going to be career progression. Wednesday is motivation. Thursday is social media. And then Friday, we round it off with personal development. And so today on leadership, I want to talk about how we can get more as leaders in helping motivate our employees. So one of the key things that I, I, I would say is that you need to be hands-on, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, across from people, getting to know what are their, what are their whys, what is their purpose when, it's, when, it, comes to, when it comes to work. Um, are they focused on getting recognition? Do they want a bonus? Do you really know their key performance indicator? Kind of see that buzz uh, acronym uh, buzzing around there in the business uh, posts and blogs and books, uh, KPI, um, understanding that from an organizational behavior perspective. And so your strongest leaders are taking the time on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, to be able to sit down with their employees that have direct and indirect report uh, reporting to them and knowing exactly what's on their mind, where do they want to go, and if you can get to a point where they're honest enough to tell you that their growth is beyond your organization or their growth is beyond their current role and position, you now have the opportunity to really motivate that individual by giving them greater responsibility. The moment that they start seeing that you're vested in their overall growth as they River City ransom their career, if you remember um, kind of career progression from last week is the idea that, um, it's, it's from the video game that I had back in the 90s, but it's the idea that you're accumulating different skills and experience at different roles and different companies in order to get better. And so if you're at a specific company and you're learning, let's say, leadership, then you're you're focusing on partnering up with an organization that promotes from within. You're looking, making sure that the manager that you would directly report to um, has the skill set to be able to develop you. At the same time, they have a, a leadership track and system in order to help you become a better leader. And by being able to um, take advantage of that company and that role, that's really what you, want you, what you want to get out of it and then out of that organization. And then you might find that that organization, after you um, acquire that skill set, they might not necessarily offer you anything more. You might have outgrown that organization and that role and so on to the next thing. And so I think the moment that we can start being more um, more deliberate in our, in our steps for our career to grab specific skills, we won't find ourselves in a dead-end job or a dead-end company because we're we're taking control out of what we want out of that organization. And so again, you're the leader um, of these employees. You want to find out exactly what they're motivated by. And because not everybody motiv- is motivated by the same thing. Um, some people, they really like the plaques. They like the recognition. They like the, the public praise. Um, others like private praise. And you, the only way that you're going to be able to know that with in- individuals that you work with is by having one-on-one conversations where you can really get to know um, what brings them into the in, into the into the office, what brings them into the, the job, what brings them into the factory, and you're not going to be able to do that maybe in a first meeting. Now, of course, depending on your overall skill set, if you have some real strong people skills, you might be able to hone in immediately on what's really on their mind and what's really driving them. 
for other people, if they're not as open or your skills aren't as developed, um, then you want to be able to make sure that you're taking the time to be able to connect with these individuals on a regular basis. And regular is more than once a quarter. Um, depending on how many direct reports that you have, you might want to be doing it at least monthly. Um, if you have a, you know, one one meeting a day should be focused on the people that are you're leading to be able to see kind of where they're at and the biggest excuse that i find from some managers is that they the tasks at hand are far too pressing for them to be able to stay abreast on getting to know their individuals if you aren't staying on top of your employees and getting to know them, you're gonna find them looking for organizations, seeking out leadership that are vested in their overall um, pro career progression. So take the time, it's gonna be far better to take the time. I find it just like sharpening the saw, that's exactly what you're doing with the people in your organization is understanding where they're at. Sherm's out. Sherm, real quick here, hands-on face-to-face leaders, man. I can't tell you how many times I see too many people when it comes to like they're trying to be leaders, they take the hands-off approach. Let the worker do the work and be like, good job, kid, or good job, employee. Not not a good move. I mean, it might be a good move in your in your mind, but it's not a good mind in the employees. Not a good move in his mind either. You need to have that engagement, that face-to-face, belly-to-belly, man-up talk, because if you don't do it and you're just kind of staying away, kind of that laissez-faire, stand alone here, not gonna happen. You gotta be. You gotta be. You know, proactive, not, not deactive. Don't deactivate your senses. Just be proactive. Like you can, you can take your time off, but be a hands-on leader instead of, you know, you don't have to be on their case every minute, but just being a hands-on leader and showing you motivate you. Here's my expression: If you're the leader, come to work every day, feel motivated. Your employees feel motivated. It's kind of that reverse psychology. I see. It's kind of that positive psychology. Part two, and I was going to say, I didn't mean to say reverse psychology, I meant to say positive psychology. Because uh, when you have positive psychology, it's that contact comfort to keep working and keep doing things and reinforcement too. KT from Anchor Nation, thanks buddy for the call in. Crazy Asian here. Um, I like what you said, positive reinforcement. What it reminds me of is, um, I think we might have alluded to it last week, is it's about mirroring people's attitude, mirroring behavior. So if you are treated with respect and you're treated the way that you want to be treated, there's really good odds that you're going to then um, reflect that kind of behavior, that kind of attitude then to others, and it's going to be self-evident based on the way that you um, engage with others at the workplace and how you're doing your tasks. And so I think you're spot on, KT. It, it really, leadership really, from an attitude perspective, really starts with you from an example. You need to, be, if you want people to be happy to be working and engaging in a very um, friendly manner, then you need to make sure that that's the attitude that you portray at work as well. That you're not always looking for the weekend and be like, oh man, I can't stand it here, can't stand the people, can't stand the leadership, can't stand the company culture. That needs to improve. If your attitude stinks, then there's really good odds that your employee's attitude sinks. So the first thing to do whenever you see poor behavior is to just first look in the mirror and say to yourself, what kind of example am I setting to the my employees and those that I lead? Because if you really are honest with yourself and you find that you are somewhat of a disruptor, then you're gonna then, then there's really good odds that you're gonna pass on that kind of attitude to your employees. And that might 
And that might be the reason why it's so difficult to lead others. The other thing that I want to be able to just give you an example of is practical um, engagement here. I'm actually going to put it in a separate segment. So, sure do example of how you can make sure that you can have these one-on-one meetings and really schedule the time and give it the importance that it deserves in order to really understand the key performance indicators, KPI of those that are directly reporting to you, and also to be able to show that you care. So um, it's that old phrase, um, nobody knows that you care until you show them that you care. And so number one is to have a look at your calendar. I would like to, for me, practicality, I like to plan 90 days ahead. And then as I look at the month, you only work basically 20 to 21 days a month because you work Monday to Friday and typically you're not meeting with people on Saturdays and Sundays for for meetings. And so what I would would do is I would plan when I'm going to meet with my, uh, those that directly reported to me um, and I would, at the the time I had 26 and they're spread out. Uh, uh, half the state of Wisconsin, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and so I would put on anywhere between three to four thousand miles a month in order to um, visit with all the advisors um, that were, that I was working with. And so, what I would do is sometimes on um, depending on the location, I was able to double up on the the different advisors. So what I would do is I would plan out for the for the month. Okay, when I'm going to see with sit down face to face, belly to belly with all these individuals. And if I can't sit down face to face with them, is there an opportunity to get a Skype or some kind of webinar, um, interactive webinar, not just me speaking, uh, one where we can have a dialogue back and forth um, with them throughout the month. And if I can't get with them, then uh, once a month, then face to face, you know, a digital connection or a face to face, then is there an opportunity to get together on the phone? Um, and then if not on the phone, emails, text messages, um, all communication is good. However, for me, I prioritize face to face, then, then Skype, then phone calls, and then emails, uh, basically the text format. And so what I would do is I would make sure on a weekly basis that I was connecting with every single person, even if it was just a phone call, leaving a voicemail um, or an email, because I know they might be out of town or they might be very busy that week, then at least they know that I'm thinking about them. And I can go into the agenda and the questions in, in another in another meeting, um, or another, another segment here. And then by being able to have that on the calendar for the next 90 days, number one, I'm showing to them that they are important to me. And number two is that I want this meeting to have significance beyond uh, a just get together of playing uh, what I call patty cake, just a lot of fluff, fluff, but no significance. So let me just give another segment that I'm going to talk to you about what goes on in that meeting. Sure, though. Mike, crazy agent here. Thanks again for a shout out there. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely adored what you just put out there. And that's why I added it onto my station. Um, and I was, I think it's called an echo. And then uh, people can call into your station. You can put it, out, put it out. And then you can create things into an episode. And then all of a sudden you can have your own podcast. It's phenomenal. What a cool tool. So that way you don't have to like figure out how do you like subscribe onto apples or soundcloud or all that other crap you could just literally go on a rambling for less than five minutes and then you can put a caption on it and then press publish and bam it's done and then you can add all your segments that happen within 24 hours and create your own podcast and you can put in music you can add in a little bit of music in and out then you can also add in these calls in call ins call ins 
Um, so I love what you just did there. You, you're literally just using the platform and you're talking about using it in the moment that it's happening. And what I find is, in order to find your voice on any platform, you gotta do something, right? Like you're managing um, other people's platforms to help them, and guess what? You're gonna find your own voice as you help these other people with their posts and their content creation. It's fantastic. And so, there's no instruction manual for these tools. We, we flub on this stuff. I, I, I get error messages on this tool sometimes because my, my microphone sometimes turns off the notification, allowification. Uh, of Anchor, uh, crazy phone, uh, or maybe it's some kind of battery saving technique. I don't know what it's doing. Um, and so it's amazing. You, we can use these tools at our own disposal. The more that we use it, the more that we realize, okay, hey, here's my voice. This is how it works. I love it, man. Absolutely love the rant. Hopefully you get some people to call in and you get some more action going. Sure, so. All right, Crazy Agent here, talking uh, back again at leadership. And before I talked about uh, scheduling your um, your one-on-ones with your employees, the other thing that I would definitely have a focus in on is making sure that you have an agenda. Now, whether that you decide to actually type it out and present it to the, to the to the person that you're sitting across from, or it's more informal and you have in your mind the different steps you're going to take someone through, either way. I find it extremely professional to take notes down, whether that's in digital format or actually on the written piece of paper um, that you're going to then use to follow up with anything that comes out of the conversation. And number one is it respects, it shows respect to the person that you're sitting across from that you truly appreciate what they're saying and that you want to remember the things that are being talked about. The other thing that I would say is that I find that using an agenda helps keep me, who has a tendency to run a little bit loosey-goosey, in a conversation and have different uh, trains of thoughts and uh, can get off on different uh, tangents. It helps me stay the course and stay focused and on point. And so for me, my agenda typically looks like this. It's like, you know, meeting, sitting down with Mike, right? And then the first bullet point is going to be um, catching up. And the number two is going to be, how can I help you? Number three is, um, what cases are you working on? And then number four is, um, anything else that you need help with. And so it's focused on all about Mike. It's not about me to showcase my knowledge and how smart I am and um, all, the, all the great things that I've done when I was not a manager. It's not about me. It's about that person, him or her that I'm sitting across from. What do they need? What do they want? And how can I help them get there faster, quicker, and bigger? So that is my role, the way that I view it, is to be a servant leader, to be able to be a go-giver, help find value with whatever it is that they're looking and needing, and be able to play that role. And so I think that when we can get beyond ourselves as a leader and really focus in on the person that we're sitting across from, we're going to find ourselves in a much better position to be able to satisfy the needs of those that we that report to us and also deliver a very impactful meeting instead of it being just, hey, well, tell me what's going on. I don't when I say informal, I don't want it to sound like you're shooting from the hip or you're kind of making stuff up as you go along. You want to make sure that you're talking about specific things that's going to help this person walk away going, that was a good use of my time. I typically find these meetings will go anywhere between a half hour to an hour and a half depending on the needs of the individual that I'm talking to. 
and depending on their, their personality. Some people, they're talkers, they're storytellers. And so I want to be able to allow them to be able to communicate in a way that's effective for them. For those that are a little bit more closed mouth, I might spend a little bit more time trying to warm them up and trying to get to, to know them a little bit more, seeing if I can, what can I do to be able to connect with them outside of business. Um, and let's, this is kind of my rule of thumb, that if I can't buy someone a gift that's meaningful, then I don't know that person well enough. And so that's where I'd go for anybody that you're thinking about, you know, um, leading or managing or having these one-on-one -on -one conversations. If you had to buy them a gift, would you know what to actually get them? You know, go into a store and, 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 and don't think about the price. Just think about what would you get them, right? Do they drink wine or do they drink beer? Do they like brats or do they like hot dogs? Do they like um, pepperoni or sausage on their pizza? Um, do they like dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Like know these things about, and I went on this tirade of just what people eat, but it could be, you know, do they like flowers? Do they, um, do they like going out to, to watch the opera? Or do they like plays? Do they like musicals? Do they like movies? Do they have family? Do they, um, do they, you know, are their children still at home or have they left the house? Know these small little intricacies about, and it's not intricacies, know the small details about the people that you work with so that way you can best serve them. Sherm's out.